It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got some brand new programming uh, via Scotty Melvin. It's called the Meathead and Dumbbell Show. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Scotty. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm sitting here at the gym with my main man, Greg Wirtz, and we are bringing you a new show called The Meathead and Dumbbell Show. Based in Washington, Iowa, uh, the bastion of all things meathead and dumbbells. Um, so here with Greg, he's having a post-workout meal. How's it going, Greg? It's going good. I'm just always feeding my face. He's either training, sleeping, or feeding his face <laughs> with the occasional trip to the fishing hole. So we wanted to uh, kick things off. This this show is going to be basically it's it's Greg's brainchild. He's been talking about it for a while, and uh, we've been going over some things and subject matter we'd like to talk about. And it's going to be a show that's based in the gym. It's based on training. It's going to have some tips and tricks for uh, all of you that want to get involved in that world, or maybe RDR and and some nutrition stuff, and a lot of really cool guests that we were able to line them up. So we hope you enjoy it. But today, our first guest is really uh, your co-host here, Mr. Greg Works. We're going to talk about his history because he's got more than anybody than I know uh, in this world. And so we're going to go back in time a little bit and listen to his uh, story and how he got started and why he's still doing it all these years later. So that's my first question, Greg. How did you get started? How did you get started? So I was probably 10 years old and wide world of sports was still on ABC TV and I saw a bodybuilding show and I was hooked from that moment on. I remember going in my closet and finding my shoulder pads and putting on a sweatshirt over my shoulder pads and stuffing the arms with socks so I looked like a bodybuilder. I was running around the house looking in the mirror. And then when I was 12, my dad bought me a weight set for Christmas and he said, I'm not signing the release to play football unless you lift weights because I'm not paying the hospital bills. So this was 1979, so he's kind of ahead of his time, because a lot of colleges and pros didn't even have strength programs back then. So that's how it started. And then I was fortunate enough to have a junior high teacher and then a a high school teacher who were both into the lifting world and powerlifters, and they kind of taught me a few things, and it just kind of snowballed from there. So that was the genesis of it, the beginning of it. So it sounds like uh, you're, you're in a time, and even even my time, which is some years later, there wasn't a lot of, you know, weight training programs or strength training, any of that kind of stuff in your high school sports. Did you guys have any of that? You played football and, and baseball. Did you have any programs, or were you kind of so on your own? My senior year, no, my, my sophomore year, I'm sorry, we got a new coach in town, Chuck Henry was his name, and he saw the validity of having a strength program. So we did a fundraiser. I think we did some car washes and different stuff to raise money. And we scrounged up enough money to get like a leg press, free weights, some benches, a squat rack. And that was the very first strength program that Washington Iowa sports ever had. So that was how that took off. I'm going to guess that was kind of probably uh, you guys might have been pioneers here in demon country. Because like I said, even in the 90s, I don't remember a lot of that uh, where I grew up on the other side of the river there. But uh, now that now that we've gotten through your, your school years, 
and you get into competitive bodybuilding. Can you walk us through maybe the very early days of that? What made you jump into that? So I didn't get on stage my first time until I was 28. Okay. I had lifted all those years. I mean, it was always part of my lifestyle. And honestly, lifting has always been mental health for me first. That's the best way to relieve stress. Um, I have a little bit of depression on one side of my family. So I've struggled with that to some degree. And I figured out unconsciously early on that if I got in the gym regularly, I managed that anxiety depression thing. Um, and then when I was 28, I had gotten pretty out of shape in terms of my body composition. I was always lifting, but I was eating what I want. I was partying too much, drinking too much beer. And a friend of mine that owned the gym that I trained at in Iowa City was going to do the Mr. Iowa show. So I'm like, hell, I'm going to do it too. So I, a buddy of mine who was a competitor was kind of my quote unquote coach. And he kind of showed me the ropes and what to do with nutrition. And I just kind of felt my way through. And then I've competed off and on ever since. Um, that would have been 1994. So we're coming up on 30 years of off and on competing. I just did my last show um, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. So I've competed 16 times in MPC and Nanbeth shows in Iowa, uh, Missouri, Chicago. So mainly the Midwest. I've never traveled farther than that to compete. I've won a few shows and I've got dead last at a few shows. It's, you know, it's a process and sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. Um, I do it for the self-improvement. I tell clients and athletes that I coach, if you're doing a bodybuilding show because you want to win shows, you should want to win, but it should be more about self-improvement. Yeah. And so you can be a bodybuilder, not compete. Sure. You know, that's what a lot of people yeah. don't understand. You can be a powerlifter and never get on a powerlifting platform. But you can train like one and experience the benefit, both psychologically, emotionally, and physically, that those sports have to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's something all ages can do. And it's probably more important for older people to get in the gym than it is for younger people. Because mm-hmm. when age-related muscle mass loss starts to happen, that's when all the age-related chronic diseases set in, like that diabetes, heart disease, osteoporosis, arthritis. All those things take hold. The less muscle mass you have, the more unhealthy you're going to be with age. And I'm all about staying as young as I can for as long as I can. And that's really my main motivating factor for getting in the gym all the time. That, I'm a gym owner and I'm a personal trainer, so it's my lifestyle, basically. Yeah, it's really like, this is is Greg's home away from home. And, I mean, he's right. If, uh, if, If you're a guy that likes to eat a lot of donuts drink a lot of Budweiser is still beneficial to get in resistance training. It's good for your body. Uh, it'll keep you healthier. I, I'm not advocating that uh, diet style though. So now, now we've gone through your, your bodybuilding history a little bit here. Um, let's talk about uh, something we were chatting about a little bit earlier, your philosophy on why you continue to compete even at this stage of your life. So I think it's important if you want to make fitness and I don't care if it's bodybuilding, CrossFit, yoga, whatever it is, but especially strength training oriented sports, if you want to make this a lifestyle, you need to have tangible goals to focus on. Yes. You know what I mean? If you don't have those goals to work towards, it's easy to get complacent and not be consistent. And success in here is all about consistency with nutrition, with recovery, with sleep, and with your training protocols. So I've just always felt that I need to get on stage at least once every few years, and it keeps me motivated. And then you have a reason to grind, yeah, right? It's yeah. all about the grind. You know, you got to learn how to enjoy the process too. 
if you're doing it just strictly for the outcome, you're probably never going to be successful. You got to find the happiness in the process. Yep. You got to learn how to enjoy coming in. You got to get uncomfortable in the gym if you want results. And you got to do some sacrifice in the kitchen. Yep. Now, having said that, I tell clients this, you got to earn the right to eat junk. Yeah. So, you That's know, true. I eat good a lot of the time, but I also can get away with eating donuts once in a while and desserts and a full pizza if I want to. But because I'm active in the gym and consistent in the gym and consistent more than I'm not with my nutrition, it allows me some guilty pleasures without yep. seeing negative impacts. And I'm 57 now. Knock on wood, I've never had to have a major surgery. I've never had a major health issue outside of car wrecks and injuries, yeah. me being young and dumb. But as far as, you know, the chronic health-related problems that a lot of seniors, because I'm almost a senior now, have is due to lifestyle and yep. due to nutrition. I'd agree with that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would advise you to stay away from alumni football games, though. If there's one yep. ailment Greg has that affects him more than any, it might be that one. Yep. Uh, but, you know, hey, I, I'd probably get suckered into it, too, if somebody gave me the opportunity. Yeah, when you're 46 years old, you shouldn't <laughs> play tackle football. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was a problem. So, I know we've gone through your, your uh, brief history here, basically, and I'm sure we'll touch on a lot more stuff as we go forward in this uh, little podcast. But uh, we talked about some of the guests we'd like to have on, and we don't want to give away too much here and name names and stuff. But if you could maybe give our listeners just a quick, uh, you know, brief little rundown of uh, what to expect maybe going forward when we get some uh, some special sure. guests on the show. So, like Scotty said, I've been thinking about doing something like this for a while. So, because of my long, long association with bodybuilding and strength training in general in the state of Iowa, I know a lot of people. Yep. Um, I know promoters of shows, I know pro bodybuilders, college football players that I'm friends and have worked with. Mm -hmm. I even have a good friend who's one of the best doctors in the country, who's also a lifetime lifter. Yep. So, and I have a lot of friends in law enforcement and they all train. So we're going to touch on all those different aspects of strength training and how it's benefited those people, both in their personal yep. life and in their careers and talk to them about their experience and what's worked for them. So this is going to be an informational podcast for sure. You're going sure, to be able to yeah. take away information to help better your own body and your own life and your own health. So as far as where those conversations go, who knows? Hey, it's like I, like I told some people, we're, we're going to do our best to be informative, you know, but we want to have fun. And some of this stuff's going to go off the rails probably. Mm -hmm. and you might uh, get to see a side of us that uh, you only get to see if you came to the gym, which is a lot of knuckleheaded stuff. And that's what makes it fun. But, uh, well, yeah, I'd be able to laugh. Exactly. And so one thing I'll touch on real quick, and we'll get into it in another episode, managing stress and cortisol, the hormone that's associated with stress, is key in being healthy, being happy, and yeah. building a strong muscular physique. So being able to laugh at yourself and yeah. to enjoy life and have a sense of humor is important if you want to succeed in the gym. It's key. There's no separation between body, spirit, and yep. mind. All those things have to be evenly balanced to be successful in all those areas. So Yeah, it's like I tell people, uh, the thing I love about resistance training, weight training, whatever you want to call it, you get to be serious for 60 to 120 seconds, and then you get to goof off for a couple minutes. And then right. You, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's right. a good time. It's, a, it's my social life for the well, most part. And again, we'll talk about this in another episode too. The human body needs struggle. Because yeah, when you struggle bad. against anything, whether it's emotional or physical or mental, whatever, then your body becomes stronger. 
to defend itself from that stress. So Americans are way too complacent with the nutrition, with yeah. their activity levels. So it compromises their immune system. Yeah. This whole country would be much healthier and our healthcare costs would be much lower if people got in the gym and at least made an attempt to eat relatively healthy. Right. Yeah. And we could rant on this forever. And I have a feeling we probably will. We're yeah. going to break up. We're going to get into all this subject matter, you know, piece by piece as we go forward with different guests and maybe just between ourselves or whatever. Um, but for now, I suppose that's a good enough introduction. Uh, that's your, that's your guy, Greg Wirtz, uh, yeah. personal trainer, nutrition expert, bodybuilder for ever. And, uh, and I'll say my mentor too. too. In Scotty's favor, or to promote Scotty, he's probably as knowledgeable in any, as anybody I've ever met in this area, if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, so Scotty's done his homework too. That's why we decided to team up and make this happen. So it was nice talking to everybody. We're going to have a good time with this. Dave, I'm going to throw it back to you. We are ready to kick off this podcast, uh, and we'll have some great guests coming up in the near future. Well, Scotty, uh, my only comment is, you have come a long ways uh, from being the interviewer, me, to being the interviewer. That was uh, really good. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a lot more of this program. This has been the Meathead and Dumbbell Show. Thanks for listening. I'm not sure who's the Meathead and who's the Dumbbell. We'll figure that out, too. <laughs> All right. Well, stick around. We'll, stay tuned. We'll have some more programming for you on this again. Thanks, Scotty. Thank you. You got it.